Welcome to the Greenhouse Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you real, honest insights about building businesses from people who are doing it too. I'm Jackie, and every week I'm going to be sharing the best bits from our Greenhouse speakers, as well as talking to people just like you, small business owners, freelancers, side hustlers, entrepreneurs, startup founders, who'll be sharing the ideas that will help your business bloom. In this episode, I'm really excited to hear from Kate Wright, who was a speaker at Greenhouse 2021. Kate is a diversity and inclusion expert and the founder of the Diversity Network. She's also a really good friend of mine and over the course of building my business has shared some wisdom that's really helped me. But before we hear from Kate, don't forget about Greenhouse 2022. It's coming up on the 14th and 15th of October and you can grab your tickets now at greenhouse.je. I'm really excited that we're massively leveling up the experience this year. So if you're looking for two days full of talks from amazing speakers, our wonderful headliners, Katie Piper, OBE, and Joe Fairley and Craig Sams of Green and Black's Chocolate and Whole Earth Foods, as well as networking, entertainment, and lots, lots more, please come along and join us. Right, that's enough from me. Let's hear from Kate. You're going to have to listen up and remember or jot down four behaviours that I'm going to ask you to have a think about. The first one is, if you're working on a project or going about your business, are you a let's just do it, let's get on with it kind of person? You just, God, I don't want to sit around and chat, let's just do it. That's me. Are you one of those? Or are you... A big vision, big picture kind of person. You know, before we do anything, I want to have a think about this. I want to understand exactly what's going on. I want to make sure that we've really spelled out the, the big picture piece. Are you one of those kind of people? Sort of vision and strategy person. So we've got the let's just do it. We've got the big vision people. Perhaps, on the other hand, you're a detailed person. Perhaps you're one of those people that wants to get your hands on the data. I need to, before we do anything, I want to be confident that we've got the evidence. So I want the research, I want the numbers, I want the figures. Are you one of those? I'm looking at Greg, I might be wrong though. <laughs> An accountant, not that. Finally, my fourth behaviour is, are you a let's think of the people first kind of person? Before I go out and do this, before I try and sell this product, I want to know what the people, what's the impact going to be on these people? Who are my stakeholders? What are they going to think? So some of us are going to feel immediately, oh my God, that's me. I'm a let's just do it person. And some of you are going to think, well, actually, I'm a bit of all of them. I don't want you to think about it too hard. Where are you most in your comfort zone? And what I'd like you to do now is go and stand where I tell you to stand. So if you're a let's just do it person, can you come and stand at the front of the stage here, please? If you're an attention to detail person, I'm going to make you walk right into the back. Can you go and stand by the crates at the back, please. That's if you're a detailed person. If you are a visionary, if you're a big picture person, can you go and stand in front of the Time to Thrive banner? And if you're a let's put the people first kind of person, think about them first, you can just sort of stand towards my left-hand side here. Let's see what we've got, and if we can, Wow, hang on, hang on. Are you got these people here? Are you a let's just do it or are you a visionary? Can, can we separate? I just was really curious to see what we've got in the room. As I say, I'm used to corporate mindsets. 
And as Yolanda was telling us this morning, us entrepreneurs, we're quite special, aren't we? What have we got? What have we got? So we've got, wow, most of you, probably, you, most of you are, let's just do it. We've got quite a few who are strategic, like the vision. I want to spend some time, blue sky think. I want to think about my vision, my plan. We've got a few more detail-conscious detail people than I thought we might have, but you're definitely in the minority. <sighs> where, where are all the... Have we got someone hiding it? Just Nancy. <gasps> Nancy, you're all on your own. We have one person in this entire group whose comfort zone, whose natural sort of behavioural position is to think about the people first. Wowzers, that's really interesting, isn't it? I wonder what that says about our mindsets, our, our, the way we behave as an entrepreneur. So we're very, lots of very different businesses, different interests, different approaches. Interesting. And if we were a team, if we were one big Oh, my God, can you imagine it? A leadership team of this size, this many people. What do you think that might be like? Chaos. There's a lot of, oh, my God, let's just go on with it. We're all running in different directions. And, and the people over here say, hang on, hang on. What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? And the poor detailed data people are like, oh, God. And as for our stakeholders... As for our clients, all the different people who are going to be involved, who's actually thinking about them? Poor Nancy, all on her own, one little voice. Gosh, that's interesting, isn't it? So this is my little experience. I was genuinely really curious. When I do this in businesses, I don't like, every business is different, but I usually often do this with leadership teams and um, often find that actually we've got more and more people. You'd have a few more people standing with you, Nancy. We'd have very few data people, which perhaps doesn't surprise you. Which, you know, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? All good strategies start with the data. So we're trying, you're trying to build your vision and your strategy, but you haven't got the data. That's interesting. How do you know it's the right... Gosh, so what do we, we have to start thinking about this, don't we? So we're small businesses. Some of us are, you know, one-man bands, but we might grow our teams. And so if you take nothing else away from you today, it's when you start to build your teams... Make sure they're not all just like you. They're not all just do-it people or, or visionaries or whatever it might be. Make sure that you're plugging the gaps, that you've got more than... And if you only have one Nancy, what do you, make sure her voice is heard. Make sure the quietest voice in the room is heard. Because otherwise, as you say, it's going to be chaos, isn't it? And if you haven't got a team, if you're going to continue to be a, a one-man band, when you're seeking advice to help you build your platform, your strategy, your product. Make sure that you're able to consult with people who think differently to you, who'll see things differently to you, spot things you've missed, challenge you when you're about to run off and jump straight into something. So each of us have strengths, undoubtedly, but we have our gaps and our weaknesses too. As you know, this session is about diversity and inclusion, or di diversity, equity and inclusion. I was really tempted just to call it doing the right thing or to be really commercial about it. Perhaps I could call it growth opportunity. I spent a lot of time working with businesses on diversity and inclusion. It's been a buzzword, which excites me because it's much more than a buzzword to me. I get really excited about diversity and inclusion because, number one, I want to live 
in a fair world where everybody's got the chance to fulfill their potential, where people aren't excluded because of their background or what they look like or where they've come from. I want to live, I think most of us want to live in that fair world. And to be honest, that's probably enough of a, a reason to consider diversity, equity and inclusion. But we're business people too. And actually with my years of HR consulting, my HR hat on, I get really excited about D&I too because of the growth opportunity it offers our businesses. And I get really frustrated when I go into a business and it's just a PR thing or it's a side of desk job. And actually, you know, it's becoming its own little industry. I'll get HR to do some D&I stuff. It doesn't work like that. Or you get pushback because it's seen as a cost. Oh, it's a cost to our business, we have to pay. For. Actually, it's an investment. It's about growth opportunity. It's about growing your business. And that's really exciting. Okay, but back to my original question. What is, let's start with diversity and inclusion. You might have come across this quote before. It's one of my favorites. Verna Myers, an American consultant. She says, diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. I really like this because we've all been to that party, haven't we? We've all been to that party where we feel like we don't fit. We feel like we're just not cool enough to be there. We feel really uncomfortable. Stand there just sort of wanting to disappear. Can I go home yet? We don't feel we should be there. And how does that feel? Not very pleasant. So I, I think this is, a, this is a quote that resonates with most of us. But if we put it into a business context, um, diversity is the makeup of your business, your workforce, all the different people. So when we had our, I said, imagine if we were one big team, it was all of you. We're predominantly, predominantly white in this room. I think maybe slightly more women than men, I'm not sure. Um, but we're actually, there's a lot more diversity going on, isn't there? We're very different people. Just that little exercise then showed that some of us are, you know, sort of just do it kind of people. Others are wanting to get into the detail. Some of us are extroverts, some of us are introverts. Diversity isn't just the differences that you see. It's the differences in the way that we think, our backgrounds, our physical ability, our age, all sorts of things. Inclusion in a workplace is the culture. It's the gel, if you like, that brings all of these different people together to create really effective teams. And that's, that's really, really important because actually it's not always easy working with people who are very different to you, who don't think in the same way as you. So if you can't find a way to harness that difference in a positive way, it can feel really challenging. So that culture piece is incredibly important. Now I was, because I never know when to stop talking, I've, I've extended Werner's quote. And I've said, well, if diversity is being invited to the party, inclusion is being asked to dance, well, belonging, which is really what we're aiming for, is actually feeling like you can choose the music. So you might have a seat at the top table, but are you able to really contribute to direction? Are you really being heard? That's the belonging piece. What about you? Can you all grab a pen or a, piece, a pen and a piece of paper. Just a quick exercise. What I want you to do very quickly is write a list of the five people that you trust most in your life, excluding immediate family. So no 
girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, children, parents. So outside of immediate family, there's some really worried faces. This is not, this is not a judgment on how easily you trust or how suspicious and cynical you are. Don't worry. This is just for you. No one else is going to look at it. Up to, it doesn't matter if you haven't got five people. I used to have 10 on this list, and that honestly put some people under real anxiety. Other people could write 10 people down very easily. It's, we're all different. Trust is a subjective thing. Five people that you trust most in your life. So if you had a big problem and you needed a shoulder to cry on, someone to unburden to, who is that person? Or you wanted some advice, some trusted advice. Who is it you go to? So write down, just use initials, who those few people are, your trusted few. You're writing a list? Still some very puzzled. Who's finding it difficult to, to think of anyone to put on their list? I had one person who put their cat once. But have a think. Who are the few people that you really trust and go to? Okay, once you've got your list, I'd like you to consider where those people fit. And the more people you've got on the list, the, the, the more effective this exercise is, to be honest. But let's see what happens. Where do they fit in the following diversity factors? I'll talk you through my first example, GT. Um, she's female. She's Asian. Age 25. Straight. She's degree educated. Doesn't have a disability. And of course, disability could be an unseen disability as well as a seen disability. And she's single. So just quickly code those people on your list. Where do they fit? under those diversity factors. And when I talk about education, it could be they've got no education, they're degree educated, they're state educated, privately school educated, private school educated. Where do they sit under these diversity factors? And as you're going through your list, have a think about what you're noticing. Anyone noticing anything? Very similar. Are they rather like you? Most people, the vast majority, and occasionally I've come across somebody that has an incredibly diverse, trusted few. Most people who do this exercise find that their trusted few are just like them. Across most of these diversity factors. And that's fine, we're human. We're drawn to people like us. As Nancy was saying yesterday, and if you go back to the days of the you know, cavemen, this, 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 was, about, this was about survival. We're, that's how tribes were formed. We're drawn to people like us because we feel safe and comfortable. And that's how we form our friendships too. And that's absolutely fine. I am in no way going to turn around and say to you, right, these people can't be your friends. They're not diverse enough. Absolutely not. That's fine. But when we see it, in the workplace and in our working relationships, you can start to see why we have so many of the diversity issues that we do have. So I've got my big targets here and some really cheesy acronyms. I've got five minutes, okay. Won't be long. Nearly there, Jackie, don't worry. Um, we start to see where some of the blockers come. As I say, I've got some cheesy, very American acronyms. I'm not going to apologise for them, they work for me. 
if you've got any better ones, let me know afterwards. So in this outer circle here, our level one, we've got our higher people. These are our, our acquaintances, most of the people we meet in our life. They're the people that you get the bus with into work in the morning. They're the barista that serves you your coffee at the coffee shop. They're Harriet when you walk into a shop and you don't, she's not your friend, you just go in and you, you, know, you maybe have a chat and she's an acquaintance. People that you go up in the lift with to your office. And we perhaps have a chat, be very British about it, chat about the weather. Might even say, how was your weekend? But it doesn't go much deeper than that. But some of those people we start to click with. I like that person. I like Harriet. She's uh, got a lot in common with Harriet. I might say, Harriet, do you fancy coming for a coffee? Harriet, I tell you what, come over to my front yard. Comfy. So I told you it was cheesy. Come over to my front yard. Bring the kids. Bring your husband. We'll have a few glasses of wine. We'll have a barbecue. Harriet becomes my friend. Now, some of those friends we click with even more. Actually, you know what? Harriet, I really, really have a deep connection with Harriet. So I'm really picking on you, Harriet. You're going to have to be my friend now, aren't you? And I really have a deep connection with Harriet. And I spend more time in investing in that relationship. And Harriet moves to my level three. She's one of my trusted few. She's one of the people I would go to if I really needed some help. Great. But in the workplace, this is how we build teams. Real life quote, MD of a bank here in Jersey told me how he put together his executive team a few years back. And he said to me, I thought, let's get the band back together. He'd just been appointed the position. So he got on the phone, he called executives that he'd worked with previously. They had good banter, they got on really well. They had his back. They thought very similarly. They didn't challenge his views very much. And that's how he appointed his team. I mean, what about the people sitting in the business who were ready to make that move, not even on his radar? What about the people in Jersey or elsewhere that actually could have brought something different and really important to that team? He wasn't deliberately excluding them, but they weren't even on his radar. So we start to see how we get so few women up into the top of our businesses. And it further down in the business, when we're putting together a project team, or we're speaking, we want to get some help, get some insights, get some sort of feedback on our new product. Who do we go and speak to? The people we know and trust. What do you think? How often are we actually seeking out someone completely different that could bring a new perspective or challenge our thinking? And even lower down, we're uncomfortable about something that's going on. Perhaps we're in a team, we're uncomfortable about something. Who do we speak to? Our friends who reinforce, they think the same thing, they reinforce our fears and our anxieties. And if we spoke to somebody different, perhaps we get a different perspective. Where are your clients in all of this? They're probably not even in level one, are they? So if you're just operating in your own little bubble, how are you gonna, how are you gonna access, how are you gonna build relationships with these people? Make them feel like they belong. What a fantastic clip from Kate there. But before we talk a little bit more about it, I want to mention that the Greenhouse podcast is sponsored by Real Creative, who help brands stand out with video first content. I'm here right now in the Real Creative studio, and we are so excited that Real will also be supporting us with our audio and video content for Greenhouse 2022. So if you're looking for video first, scroll stopping content, go and check them out at keepitreal.co.uk. 
So that clip from Kate, what I love about it was at the very beginning, she was talking about the questions um, about what kind of person are you? Are you a big thinker? Are you somebody that wants to get into the detail? Are you people first? Are you data driven? And I think it's really important that we ask ourselves those questions. I know that I'm somebody who is just a let's do it, let's get going kind of person. And because of that, it's really important that in my team and in my support network, I have people that fill all those other roles. Now, I know when you're running a small business, very often you'll start on your own. And some people, if you're watching this or listening to this, you might be thinking, well, it's just always going to be me. So if I'm a let's do it person or a data person, how do I find those other people? I'd suggest going and listening or watching back Nancy's episode where she talked about building that community um, around your business for some tips on that. But I think what Kate was really hammering home and I think was really important was that diversity is not just about what people look like or what you assume about them, but it's about how we think and having diversity of thought in and around our business is really, really important. So I've got a little task for you today. I'd like you to think about those people in and around your business and think about who is going to add those different styles of thinking that maybe you don't naturally have. Um, It's really important for me that Greenhouse is a place where everyone can feel like they belong. So I love that Kate talked in that clip about equity and about how we make sure that everybody is not only invited to the party, but they feel like they can pick the music on the playlist. I thought that that was a brilliant analogy. So how are you making sure in your business that people feel like they're invited to be a part of it, but not just that? How are you creating spaces where they can give feedback? How are you creating spaces where they can be themselves, no matter what that means? Kate ran through a little exercise there where she asked you to think about the key people in and around your business and kind of think about all the different traits that they have. And I know that I'm going to go away and definitely do that because sometimes we get caught in a rut of creating a network and creating a community around our business where everybody is just like us. So that's enough from me. I want to say a massive thank you for you for tuning in once again. Head over to Greenhouse Jersey on Instagram if you want to get involved in our community. And don't forget that we'll be releasing another free episode next week, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube too. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more interesting insights that can help your business bloom, please make sure to leave us a review. Thanks everyone. See you soon.